Coming up on this week's episode, we're talking VAR, Manchester City and the FA Cup draw, plus all the usual features, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here as well. Hello, Liam. Evening, Chris. How are you, mate? Yep, not too bad, not too bad. Um, got over the sickness bug and stuff last week after we recorded. It all started then. <laughs> I just came down with it. So, yeah, not great, not great. But, I mean, I've seen Chelsea win twice in a row. Yeah. Two clean sheets. I know. Things are things on the on the change. I'm not so sure, but I I mean, you've you've scored. We've got Burnley so, at the weekend, and then we've got a hideous run up till Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think we're playing eight of last year's top ten. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, but you don't Christmas have a good period, record against the uh, the top. Top side either do you at the moment? I don't no. think. I'm sure I read somewhere that I mean, it was. We don't really have a great record against the teams from last season. That's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it was good. The Brighton win um, was good. Um, defended really well, and then defended well again on Monday night as well. So um, yeah, hopefully looking at looking at. You must be happy as well, I guess. Absolutely delighted. Um, even even the most positive of Villa fans, I don't think, would have expected the result that we got this weekend with the 6-1 win. Um, That's what happened. When you lose to Chelsea, you lose all motivation going yeah. out the window and, and you end up getting yeah. trounced. So. Yeah, they, they lost all confidence. To be fair, they, they played like they were low on confidence, which was unusual because because Brighton are normally a very positive side. But um, absolutely thrilled, obviously. Hat-trick for Watkins, um, which is his second already this season. Southgate was watching, so you can guarantee now that he'll be nowhere near the England squad uh, the next time that that's announced. So that will keep him nice and fit and ready for all the European games that he's going to be playing. Um, fingers crossed. From tomorrow night. That's what I'd say. You must be playing tomorrow night, I guess. Yeah, we've got a team that I can't pronounce, um, Zierinski, or something along those it's lines. The, it's um, the fun of the first home, conference. Yeah. <laughs> the first home European game for, I think it's like 12 or 13 years, so hopefully it should be a good atmosphere. Um, similar, I think, to how, how Newcastle's is tonight. Um, it looks like it's a bit of a, a fierce atmosphere going on there, I don't I don't know if you've seen the score, but they are beating PSG 2-0 in a battle of the oil-back teams. Um, don't yeah, really know who yeah, no. to lose that one. Either, either way. Yeah. I, had, um, I had seen that they were 2-0 uh, up. Um, I saw Dan Byrne score, didn't he? Second goal. I mean, yes, Dan <coughs> Byrne. And we're ex, on with the first one. Ex-Yeovil town player, Dan Byrne. <laughs> yeah. Scored in the playoff final against Brentford. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. I don't know which goal he's more proud of, mate, against PSG or against Brentford. Um, Who knows? It's got to be the playoff final against You Brentford. would have thought, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, some 
some mild VAR controversy, I guess, over the weekend. <laughs> very, very mild, yes. Um, obviously, since then, we've obviously heard the recording. Um, I'm sure you've heard the recording too. Um, but obviously, we'll, we'll just go back to, to the actual game itself. Um, now, now, obviously, to the untrained eye, to the referee, he, he obviously is waiting, isn't he, for the goal to go in before they call it back like they do. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when we're all watching replays of <laughs> of of the game, and I mean, it's clear is you don't. I don't think you even needed the lines to see that. That he, that he was definitely 100% onside. Um, and I think there was a huge confusion about what's happened between them looking at it and then them directing the referee on what to do. Um, and for, at the time, for some unknown reason, the goal wasn't given, um, which left a very dark cloud over the game and a lot a lot of people confused as to why it wasn't given. Yeah. Um but obviously since then we've they've rightly given the recording out. I mean probably took too long to come out to be honest with you. You'd think you know they made the statement out pretty much straight after the game to yep. say that, you know, there'd been a huge huge error. Um and everyone was waiting on to find out what had actually happened, but it took two. I think it was like forty-eight hours, wasn't it, for them to release the? I think the at actual, least forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. It, it was sort of yesterday afternoon. I think it was that it came out, wasn't it? So and yeah, I mean the recording. It, it's you could almost put that um, clown noise um, behind <laughs> it um, because obviously. Everything is going right up until the point where they've said that the on-field... I, I, I got a bit confused myself, but they've said that the decision um, to disallow the goal, wasn't it, was correct. I was, I, something's happened. I think it's been lost in translation, hasn't it, between yeah, the VAR specialist and the... Um, referee and then yeah happened after is i think it's like seven or eight seconds after they realize don't they that yeah he's gone terribly wrong and it's at that point where to me it seems like no one knows what to do they, they don't panic. they're trying they're trying to think you know I, I think one guy on the recording is like get them to try and stop the game and then you've got another guy saying it's it's too late, it's too late, you know. So, no one knows what to do. I think it's it's, it's one of those. So, someone out there um, in the Twitter universe has got that video with the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme tune playing after all the speaking's been done. It is a car crash moment to watch it. It's like, have you seen the, the meme with the dog and there's just fire all around this? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. They just don't know the, the the sheer panic behind the guy's voice when he says no 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 you know it's the on-field decision was 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 incorrect or something 
and I think the referees interpreted that as he should disallow the goal when I yeah. think what was supposed to be said was the on-field decision was correct or incorrect. And, incorrect. You know, yeah, I think to give the goal. It, so. it, it, it looks like what's happened is uh, the ball's gone in the back of the net. I think the VAR referee has assumed that it's been given as a goal. Yeah, has checked the goal, seen that it's not offside. So he's gone, check complete, stick with the decision, thinking that the goal had been given. And obviously, the linesman had flagged. Flagged already, yeah. And by the time that they'd realised, which, as you say, it was a matter of seconds later, Spurs had kicked off again. And there was no way that they could bring the play back. Now, my first question would be, I think in the time that they realised their mistake. Spurs had taken a free kick and launched a long ball forward, I think, and it had gone straight to the Liverpool goalkeeper, I want to say, or a Liverpool centre-back or something Mm. along those lines. Literally nothing had happened. Nothing that if you hadn't stopped the game at that point, no one would have said that's totally unfair against Spurs because they've gone and scored or anything like that. It would have literally just been Everything's got lost in translation. Hang on a second. What he actually meant was, I can give the goal. Confusion over. And all match of the day would have then spoken about is, didn't they take their time making that decision? Weren't they a little bit daft, but they've got the right decision at the end of the day? That didn't happen. Play continued. They felt like they couldn't pull it back. And we are now in the position where... I don't think he. I don't think Jurgen Klopp earlier today was saying that the match should be replayed. But I think he was asked what the options were, and he was sort of saying, "There's nothing you can really do. The only thing you can do is is bring in matches to get replayed." But it hasn't. We haven't had that to this point, so it's not likely that that's ever going to come in. I don't think he was suggesting it as a a real scenario, but um, I think it, what can you do? What can, what can you do yeah, from here? I think, hmm, that, that, that's the thing. Uh, it's it's. I, I think, f- from my point of view, it, it's probably at, at this moment it is a a one off. It's happened once. You know, the the issue is it's, it's potentially cost <laughs> one of the team's points now. I don't want to hear Liverpool fans banging on about this come the end of the season when they're two points behind winning the league. I don't want to hear that. I think what what should have happened was they should have, as soon as that they had realised the game should have been stopped. Yeah. The goal should have been given. And, and I think there was ample opportunity for them to do that. Nothing um, had happened in the time between yeah. the, 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 kick, the free kick being taken and then realising nothing had happened, if they'd have like, um, spoken into the referee's ear at that moment, they they wouldn't have stopped anything important from happening. I don't yeah. understand why, just because it's in the rules that the ball is now back in play, common sense should take over and say, well, actually, no, hold on a minute. You've, we, we've just misunderstood yeah, what we were saying. When- yeah. When you think about it, if, say, your, your team is on the attack and they score a goal, but then VAR goes back 30 seconds to say there was a foul and the build-up to the goal, I mean, there's a 30-second window there where, 
you know, where they've between the, the, the alleged foul and the actual goal, you know, there's a, you know, there's 30 seconds there. So why in this situation, why can't they give 30 seconds and, and go yeah. back and give the goal? I don't understand. I don't understand. It's, it's pretty much oh. the same thing. I just don't. I think I know, I think I know if it's Chelsea, man, I'd be fuming. Oh, absolutely <laughs> furious. And I, the frustrating thing is, there's, there's nothing that they can do to to even this out for no, them all no, now. The, no. ga- the game's gone. They can't go. They can't replay the game. They can't award Liverpool a point based on the fact they might have got a draw. So nothing's going to happen. And then in a few weeks' time, they're going to change the ruling to say. Actually, it can be stopped at any time. Like the game can be stopped at any time, up to I don't know a minute after uh, the the play has continued to alleviate this from happening again. And the reason that I say this is because it happened to Villa a couple of seasons ago when VR, VAR was first brought in for the offside rule. The offside rule changed because um, uh, against Man City, Tyrone Mings. Um, got hold of the ball but the only reason he got onto the ball was because there was a Man City player sort of charging him down from an offside position who then went on to score so it that rule changed because it was clear that it was not right you know it was clear yeah, that yeah. there'd been an injustice so they changed the rules two weeks later but it was too late by that point and it's going to be too late again by this point so yeah I'd... yeah Liverpool are going to feel harshly done by it. like you say you just all they've got to do now the officials is just hope that there's not one point deciding the title this season mm-hmm. I don't think there will be I still think Man City are going to win but if there is there will be Did... good calls from Liverpool yeah. to get would, compensated would say... in some form would you say in this case too many cooks spoil the broth oh, or whatever it is? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there too many yeah. people talk, trying to talk at once into the referee's ear? And do, do I think there's four, isn't there four people in the VAR sort of track at one point? So I think in the recording that I heard, I think you heard the assistant referee, the referee, the main VAR referee, the assistant VAR referee, and then was someone controlling the replay as well? Yeah. There was like five people looking over 30 seconds worth of footage. Is that just one person do the VAR thing? I don't don't really understand. Can they do the computer as well? You you look at, again, I'll always refer to Rugby Union and Rugby League with... Uh, a sort of like a video assistant referee. They've got one video assistant referee, someone who's controlling the replays, I guess like an editor, and the referee. And and they just... The, the person controlling the replays doesn't talk. It's literally the referee to the referee that's in the studio. You that's can it. hear them as well. You can hear them both, yeah, which I still think we should bring in because I think if that had broadcast live, can you imagine the uproar in the stadium? <laughs> I mean, luckily it was obviously a home game for Spurs, mm. so it wasn't too bad. But if that had happened at Anfield, can you imagine what would have gone on if, yeah. if people could overhear just... what was being said then? Um, but it, it might stop that mistake from happening again. It just, I, it just uh, seemed like there was a lot of people talking at once, and yeah, 
it did yeah. get quite conf- even with the subtitles at the bottom. You, you, yeah. you know, it was still quite confusing. But I mean, I think we've just got to hope that n- this doesn't happen again. But it obviously is going. It's being looked into and has been looked into and. I mean, all they can really do is say sorry to Liverpool and Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, sorry, probably. Do you, you know. do, you, do you think there was any impact with the officials? I think they were officially in the UAE. Was it two days before? Yeah, I just I didn't realise that Premier League referees. Refer, I know they referee like sort of Champions League, Europa League games and stuff. I did not realise that they also do uh, like Saudi League and UAE League. No, me neither. Uh, it's cup, it's cup, so isn't it? It's not their league games. It was a cup match, apparently. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, you'd like to think not, but I mean, what well, they came back on Thursday, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think it was. Yeah, I'm sure they came back in first class. I'm sure, I'm sure they did. Far. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. You, if it was like a, a mistake to the untrained eye that you couldn't. You know, it was it was like a hard decision to call. You know, then maybe, but you know, it's pretty obvious this one, yeah. isn't it? No, it's yeah. not like they're going to hide from this one. But no. we'll have to wait and see what what happens. But I'm sure we'll be talking VAR again in the people, future. Too many people trying to have one conversation. Yeah. At once, so maybe that's something they can look into. Um, we'll we'll, we'll move on. Um to a very, very surprising um, result at Molyneux at the weekend. Um, Now, me and you, you know, we're both part of a predictions league, um, you know, where we work. Um, And I I can't imagine either of us putting Man City down for a defeat on this (laughs) one. Um, They are playing tonight, actually. They have just conceded a goal, actually. It's 1-1 now. Leipzig have scored. Um... But yeah, very, very sh- strange result considering, you know, Wolves, you know, let's face it, haven't been, you know, that great this season and, and last season they weren't that great either. Mm. Um, and Man City were obviously protecting their 100% record as well. Um, now, obviously they went, obviously the first goal was an own goal. Then Man City get back into it. So, you've got to think at that point at one all, you probably put a lot of money on Manchester City going on to win that one. 100%. Um, but obviously, that didn't happen. And um, Wolves actually went on to, to win the game. But if you, have you seen how many t- shots on goal, Man City? They had 23 shots on goal. Yeah. And Wolves had three and only one shot on target. Yeah, managed to get two goals out of it. Um, Now, you know, something's gone terribly wrong, and and you can probably say, oh, did Man City have a a weakened team out? No, they didn't. They had probably their strongest team out that they could field. Yeah. So, yeah, do you think this is a one-off? Yes. I do. I do think it's a one-off. I think, look, I, I, um, I only caught the highlights of that game, but they did highlight Wolves' defence, um, which I think was absolutely fair. 
even looking at the highlights, you can see the shift that they put in. Yeah. Um, I've always actually, I mean, considering he's played for most teams that I really don't like, I've always rated Craig Dawson quite highly and um, thought he, he might have got a bigger move to, uh, you know, a, a sort of, well, you know, he played for West Ham. They're a big club, but... Um, yeah, I always think he's been quite underrated as a as a defender, yeah. and he did. They did something that I don't think many teams try and do against Haaland because I think when you come up against someone like that, the temptation is to just say, "Look, look you can't man mark him. It's impossible. Yeah. You're not going to mark him out of the game because he is who he is. So you've just got to come up with a way of stopping to get stopping the ball getting to him." And I think Wolves actually decided to do both. They just stuck Craig Dawson on him all game, didn't give him an inch. And the way that they were set up was perfect. I mean, there's no Kevin De Bruyne, was there? I don't think. I think he was. Is he injured at the moment? Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, no. They're, yeah. They're, so, um, Alvarez and Harlem were both playing. Yeah. So De Bruyne is a big loss because obviously a lot of that. When when teams play quite narrow against um, Man City, they sit quite deep. There's not many gaps through um that's when De Bruyne comes into his own really isn't it he'll find he'll find yeah. that pass he'll he'll pick out Haaland in a crowded penalty box or something and they just didn't have that so <clears throat> credit to Wolves I think for setting up in the way they did and for actually going with a an old school man marking approach um I don't think it was necessarily Man City having a horrendous day. I just think there was so little space for them to work in in, in the Wolves third. Oh, they had a lot of possession. Yeah, a lot of territory. It's always going to be break, hard to break a team down like that. And it wasn't... I know you've just said Wolves didn't... You know, they had three shots from one on target. Yes, but it wasn't a case of them just sitting back and, and letting Man City attack after attack. No, they, they had a fair amount of possession, to be fair. Yeah, their their game was counter, and they played it actually really well. OK, they only got three shots off in the end. I think that does go a long way to say they do need a striker. <laughs> they've, since Jimenez's injury, they've not really had someone who puts the ball in the net regularly. Neto looked dangerous, I thought. Um, and they, they that was their game plan, sit deep win the ball back, but they didn't just hoof it up the pitch and let Man City attack again. They actually tried to play some football on the break. And that's where both their goals came from. So I think they played really well. They really surprised me because, like you say, they've not had the greatest start to the season. Um, I was watching Football Focus, actually, earlier on Saturday, and they had the reporter at Molyneux. uh, And he was quite condescending, I think, towards Wolves in saying how much luck they were going to need this afternoon. And I know... Coming up against Man City, you, you know that. But as a commentator, I just thought you meant to be impartial. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was. It was very much like it could be a, a big score for Man City this afternoon, but obviously it wasn't. So yeah, fair play to them. They've got Arsenal this weekend, Man City. So um, yeah, big game. Big game for them because obviously Arsenal and Tottenham are only a point behind um, them. I mean, Villa could, you know. A miracle might need to happen, but Villa could go top this weekend. <laughs> well, you never know, mate. You never know. Another another six, you know, another six goals, and you'd be you'd be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, strange things it's, have it's, happened. We have yeah. we have got we have got Wolves this weekend, so um, hopefully yeah. they get a little bit complacent yeah. after their yeah, win maybe, over Man City. Yeah, maybe just don't 
let him have lots of shots and maybe not yeah. score as many. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to good to see. Um, Wolves doing well. I quite like I quite like their manager Gary now. I don't know something about him. I I do quite like. Um, but yeah, no. Um, we'll see how Man City get on the weekend. But we're gonna well, we're gonna move down the the the, the football pyramid. Just um, before just, just before we do, Chris, it's three nil to Newcastle now. PSG are on the end of a hammering okay. today. Um, yeah. Only fifty minutes gone as well, so. Uh, could be more goals to come. We'll keep an eye on it. But yes, sorry, back to they took our Champions League spot. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. That I'm not watching Chelsea in the Champions League or Europe season. Um, yeah. So from oil money to um, no money. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the fourth qualifying round for the FA Cup was drawn uh, a couple of days ago. Um, now we are mainly mentioning this because Yeovil Town are still in. Um, they beat Didcot two 0 at the weekend. Um, so yeah, so they're into the fourth qualifying round and they're playing Southend at home, which is quite an interesting tie because Southend are in a bit of spot of bother at the moment, aren't they, with finances? Yes. Um, and they are running out of time, I believe. But I believe there is someone. Lining up to buy them. Um, yeah, I believe they found a buyer from the 1st of November, I, I, the reports yeah, so I read earlier. So they, they may um, still be a team by then. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're an, another home tie for Yeovil. Um, so this is the third in a row um, in the FA Cup. And a win here would obviously get them into the first round, which is obviously huge, again, you know, for the club, not just financially, as you know, Financially, it's, it's very, very good as well. But um, some other teams that are still in there are Sheppey United. Huge Sheppey fan, Liam? I, I can't say I am, but <laughs> good luck to them. Um, obviously, all the um, all the National League teams got entered into this so uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, you've got Peterborough Sports. And uh, Needham Market are still in there. Brom, Bromsgrove Sporting. Yeah, um, they're they're a team I am <laughs> I am familiar with being uh, being based in Birmingham. Yeah, Totten are still in there. Um, yeah, Ramsgate, local team to me. Biggles Wade Town, of course, the uh, the team that uh, Aston Villa bought Keenan Davis from. Oh, um, still in there, um, yeah. So yeah, so. Um, Obviously, we keep an eye on them. I think it's not this week, next week, that the ties are being played. So, um, and I can see here in front of me that they'll receive £9,375 if they win. Um, and so, so, that's a lot of money to some of these teams. It and, is, yeah. And even if they lose, they still get free, just over three grand. So, Not too bad. And yeah, no. Um, Ninety minutes away from the first round proper, which is of yeah. course the league, league one and league two teams. So the the prize is quite big. You know, you, you could be playing um, quite a good league one side if you if you do let's get say, through. So. Let's hope you get Cheltenham. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what you'd want. Yeah, <laughs> no goals so far this season. Well, how many games I, is it? Um, 
11, <laughs> 11 oh, yeah, it, I think it's 11 league games without scoring. Mm. They did manage to score in the EFL trophy, that but that was just the Rovers, wasn't it? That was an own goal, wasn't it? Yeah, that. It, it was a no goal, yeah. So yeah, yeah. no Cheltenham player has scored so far this season. So That's if bad. if you do want a team, that is the team to draw in the next round. But because yeah. they, they play the team just above them, Fleetwood. Yeah, they last played. night and, they lost two 0 didn't they? Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't yeah. score then, and I think it's Derby County up next. So okay. yeah, yeah, it's not looking good for for fellow. Cheltenham they fans. must be near, and that must be a near record, surely. Eleven uh, games of it is. It is tied um, for the longest run without scoring. So, one more game, and they will be the record holders. So, pray for us. Um, yeah. yeah, when we face, I think it's Derby this weekend. I'm just frantically checking BBC Sport to get no, I the think fixtures. It is Derby because I think you said you said to me I messaged you on Monday and I said, "Well, they got Fleetwood tomorrow. You know, if they're going to score, they're going to need to do it tomorrow because they're just above them." And then you were like, "Well, yeah, because they they're going to need to because they got Derby next." So, yeah, um, I'm sure I'm sure it is. Yeah, Cheltenham against Derby, three o'clock on Saturday. There you go. Uh, at least they're at home. You never know. You never know what will happen at home. Never know. Anyway, that's it for part one. We'll be back in part two where I've got a quiz. Someone is a white, and there's also who I might. So we'll be back in a bit. Welcome back to part two of this week's episode. Uh, Liam, we're going to go in with some wonders of white. Go for it. Stat so, me. I'll start. So there have been 17 red cards shown to players in the Premier League this season after 68 games. At the same stage of last season, there had only been five sending offs. It's a fierce league this year. It's a fierce league. Okay. So since Rodri has made his Premier League debut in August 2019, Man City have only lost five of 15 matches without the Spaniard in the competition. By contrast, they've lost five of their last 67 with him in it. Yeah, so, he's important for them. Yeah, they've won 53 of those 67 games that he's played, and only nine of the... And it, it doesn't look like he trusts Calvin Harris. Uh, Calvin Harris, that's a singer. Um, Calvin Phillips, even. It's still place. in England squad, they made, don't worry. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Uh, so Crystal Palace boss Roy Hodgson is the first manager to string together five unbeaten Premier League visits to Old Trafford in a row. Wow, it's won three and drawn two. That is a hell of a stat. He is old though. He's very old. <laughs> yeah, he is. Here you go. You'll like this one. Douglas Louise has become only the second player to score in five consecutive home Premier League appearances for Aston Villa. It's a record held by Dwight York from December 1996. He's on, he is on fire this season, to be honest. Douglas Louise, he has been... So if he yeah. scores in your next home game, he's broken Dwight York's record. <laughs> of all the people I didn't expect it to be, it would be him. But I have had him in my fantasy league team from the start of the season, so I'm very glad that it's him. Um, 
but yeah, he's he's been on fine form for us so far this year. Um, long may it continue. I think he. Uh, I was reading that he's rumored to get another Brazil call up. I think it's been a, a year or so since he's been in the team. So Ooh. yeah, <clears throat> fully deserved. Okay, right. Next, we have a quiz for you. Yes, so, I, I was a little bit mean to you last week. Yeah, I'm still crying over that. No <laughs> wonder I was so ill after. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this quiz is a little bit different. So I have gone into the depths of the Aston Villa archives and picked five of your most famous victories or defeats. Oh, okay. Now... Here's how it's going to work. Um, obviously, each one of these victories or defeats had a starting 11. Yeah. So your job is going to be, well, you're going to try and tell me the 11 that started the game. Yeah. Now, you can go as far as you want into the 11. Um, I will give you two chances on each to get one wrong and once they're gone they're gone and if you don't think you can get any more you can stop or if you continue and get a third one wrong it's game over for that one okay right the first game I've picked is your famous victory on October the 12th it's actually not too... So it's almost two years ago, actually, where you beat certain Liverpool teams 7-2. Yeah. On that day, can you remember who started 11? Oh, what a day that was as well. Right. So Watkins got a hat-trick. So he was definitely there. Uh, Ross Barkley scored. Two. So he was definitely there. And Jack Grealish scored. Three. So he was definitely there. Uh, would Martinez have been in goal by that point? Yes, Martinez would have been in goal. Four. Mings and Conza at centre-back. Five and six. Matty Cash. Seven. Can't remember who was playing at left-back. Yes, I can. Matt Target. Eight. Douglas Louise would have been in the centre midfield with John McGinn. Nine and ten, so you've got one more. One more to go. Well, who am I missing? I'm missing some kind of winger. Who would have been playing on the right wing? I'm going to take a stab in the dark and go Bertrand Triore. It's your first loss. Oh, so that one means... more. So you've got one more guess, and then you'll probably have to either guess again and lose I'll, everything. I'll guess or... again. I'll go with El Ghazi instead. It's not El Ghazi. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to give up so there. You you want to take your ten points? I'll t- I'll take that ten. It was Trezeguet. Oh, he would he would he would have actually been my next guess, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, gutted. Okay, ten points. Okay. That's all right. Okay, so this uh, next game uh, was a certain um, 
I think this was a 3-1 win against Manchester United last season, but it was the first time you'd beaten Manchester United at home in the Premier League since 1995, I think it was. Yes. So, the starting 11, please. So, Emi Martinez put off Fernandes from the penalty. So he was in goal because yep. he did did his little dance that annoyed all the United fans, which was great. Um, I think it was the same back four. I think I'll, on a target wouldn't have been playing. So I'm going to go with Cash Two. and Mings. Great. Now I know that Courtney House scored, but I don't know whether he started. I'm going to leave that for now and I'm going to go with Lucas Dina at left back Four. I'm going to go Louise and McGinn in centre midfield again right, one of those is wrong oh ok uh, Douglas Louise is five by the way ok so McGinn didn't play he, okay. he was a sub ok I'll come back to that I'm going to go Watkins up front. Six. And then... Then it gets a bit tricky. So I've lost a life already. Yeah. So I can, I can afford to have a guess. You can? At the others. I will go with Courtney Hawes, because he did score. No. <sighs> okay, I'll leave it there. So you'll take your six points. I'll take six. Okay, so uh, I, the ones you didn't get was Konza. He did play. Oh. Uh, Dendonka. Oh, did Ramsey. Oh, Wendy uh, oh, and Bailey was the f- yeah. five that you were missing. Yeah, I should have got Jacob Ramsey, shouldn't I? Really? Good. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Wouldn't have got Dendonka. He, he never plays for us these days. So I'm going to go to another one of your um, wins this time. I think this is your biggest ever win, and it came against Wimbledon in the Premier League. So they, you're going back a fair oh, few God. years. So I think this is 93, I think. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. no, hang on. No, no, no. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. I think this is 95. Right, okay. So. 1995. So yeah. that was... Yeah, um, I'm trying to cast my mind back because very occasionally the Villa Twitter account puts highlights of old games on there, and because it's our record win, it is one that appears every now and again. So I think it was against Wimbledon. I, th- I think yeah. when I was looking, because this, this has come off your website. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Dean Saunders. Is number one, yeah. Because I think he got a few goals that day. Bosnich would have been in goal, I think. Two. I want to say Daly and Atkinson would have been playing, I think. He is not on the list. Oh, he's not on there. Okay. Uh, Paul McGrath. Is on the list, number three, yeah. Steve Staunton. Four. Andy Townsend. Five. And now I'm starting to struggle. Because if Saunders was playing, that meant York probably wasn't. 
who else would we have had around them? I've got another guess, haven't I? I've, so you have got one. I, yeah. I can afford. I can afford to have another stab in the dark. But this is probably the hardest. I will say this. This is probably the hardest. It's, this is the one that goes back. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-five. Um, Ekiog would have been playing back then. I'm going to go with Ugo Ekiog. That's your second, I'm afraid. Oh, gutted. So you can take your five. Or you I'll, take, I'll take the five. I will take the five. I don't think I'll, I'm not confident of any more. Okay. So the players you are missing, no, I wouldn't have got these. So Sean Teal. Yeah, oh, of course. Brian Small. Wouldn't Ian have got Taylor. Oh, should have got Ian Tommy Taylor. Tommy Johnson. Oh, yeah. And what you was in the 11. Oh. He did score as well. He, uh, Tommy he would have only been young then as twice. well. I think Dean Hall has got a hat trick. And Dorothy York scored as well. Okay, next up. Unfortunately, this one is one of your defeats. And unfortunately, it is against Chelsea. I wonder which one it is, But Chris. it's not that one. This is oh. the FA Cup final. Oh, okay. I was there um, that day. So, okay. I have your... Um, team here I was right. very surprised at one of these players but I'll see if I can guess which one it was because so this is when I first got properly obsessed with Aston Villa and I went to this FA Cup final with my dad so I, this was about the first time that I was getting video games as well and I was absolutely always going to be Aston Villa so I'm pretty good with knowledge about this team I'm setting myself up for a failure but David James made an absolute howler. Number one. One, yeah. Southgate would have been our captain. Two. Ekiog would have played alongside him. Three. Alan Wright would have been at left back. Four. I want to say Mark Delaney would have been playing at right back. Five. Uh, Ian Taylor's already got a mention. He would have been playing. Six, yeah. Uh, Dion Dublin would have been up front. Seven. With Julian Jochum. It's your first one. Oh, he was on the bench. He came on. On the bench. Okay. So it would have then been Carboni. Eight. Then I think Paul Merson. Nine. Two left to get. Uh, it's got two left to get. So I think I'm missing Lee Hendry, of course. No. No? No. He oh, came on. Always played for us back in those days. Okay, I'm going to leave it at nine. That's pretty good. First. Nine point. Okay, you were missing Boateng. Yeah, I knew there was another um, centre midfielder. And according to this lineup, Gareth Barry was playing in a three man. Defense. Yeah, yeah, we would have been playing three five two back then. Yeah, Ryan Delaney were playing your your wing backs. Yeah, but yeah, it has Gareth Barry listed as one of. I don't know if that's a mistaken. Boateng would have been playing. No, nope. he was more of a defensive player. But okay, no, Barry Barry started out as a centre back uh, with us, and then moved to left back, and then so left this, midfield, and then into centre midfield. This FA Cup final, you could only have five substitutes. Okay. Um, now, so I've, I've got two you've of them. got Jurchim and Hendry. Do you want to take a, um, take so a I step? So I reckon... Take a step 
or a stab, maybe a step. <laughs> the other three. Is that meant to be a clue? Yes. Um. Think, think goalkeeper, and think. Oh, step! Oh. oh, it's gone under my foot. Oh, so <laughs> Enkelman was on the bench that day, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Ah, not not Michael Oakes. Okay, and then I think Alan Thompson would have been on the bench. No, 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 no. Maybe he was injured. So you had a a small bold midfielder, Steve Stone. Steve Stone, and I thought this. I thought he this. See, they got this one listed down as a defensive midfielder, but I thought he was a centre back. Um, think, I think he played for Bolton as well. Um, same, um, same first letter as Stone for surname. Oh God, that's casting really. Oh, um, would it be Shimika? No. No. J J J J Lloyd. Lloyd Samuel. Yeah. 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 He was a left back for a long, long time. Yeah. So yeah, Hendry Stone and Jurchin came on, um, but unfortunately it didn't change the game. No, no, we still ended up losing. Um, it was a long journey home from Wembley that day, but yeah, the last, the last ever FA Cup final at that stadium, and I've got to be honest, probably the worst one. <laughs> it was such a bad game. I don't know Chelsea, what you remember it, Chris. Chelsea played at the very last and at the very first. They old and new Wembley, yeah. There you go. On both, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, well, um, there's, no, there's no chance that we were appearing at the first <laughs> of the new one, was there? Okay, your fifth and final one um, just just so happens to be the, the, the other Chelsea game. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to... Oh, God, yeah, I've tried to forget this team so many times. So, um, uh, I have the uh, 11 here and... Yeah, it's not a great. It's not your best eleven. Let me just so say that. It was 2013. Right? 2012. It was Christmas 2012. Christmas 2012. Okay, so we've yeah. got Brad Guzan. How can you not get that one yet? Well, he's let that he's let that amount of goals in. He was literally on camera the entire game. Um, oh God, who else would have played back then? Kieran Clark. Yeah, I want to say would have been at centre back with. Vla, wrong Vla. This one. Oh, it's the first one already. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go elsewhere on the pitch then. So Delph must have been playing. Oh, Liam. Oh, we were that. We were really that bad. Okay. Do you know what? I've got to go for it. There's, there's no point in me just just accepting two. Um, 2012. Who would have been playing for us back then? Um. I can't even remember who would have been up front. I think it's before Ben Teke's time, so I'm not going to say him. Uh, Christ, yeah, you can tell I've tried to forget this team. I want to say El Amadi would have been playing. Escape over, I'm afraid. Oh, <laughs> I told Christ. you this is not your best. This really um, isn't. So nice. it was Uzan in goal. Heard. H-E-R-D, oh, no, never heard Christ, of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Clark he and Baker were your... Oh, Nathan 
Vegas. I could, yeah, I should have yeah. known. He, every yeah, time he played, we lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Lihar, uh, Eric Lihar, was he? Yeah, again. No. <laughs> no, I think that's probably one of the reasons why Westwood. we lost. Uh, Ashley, yeah, Ashley Westwood actually was all right for us. Yeah, Barry Bannon. And then your free up top was Brett Holman. Christ, yeah, never would have got that in a minute. Andres Weiman. Probably should have got him. And you were, uh, Ben Teke was there. He was there. Oh, he was. Okay. I thought he was before he started. Christ, it's been 10 years then since he was playing for Villa. Doesn't seem like it's that long, but. Yeah, no, he's, um. Yeah, it was a, it was a long day. Uh, it was a, very, a long, long day. A very long day. Um, Brett, Brett Holman is a blast from the past. To be yeah, honest, he was that's... American. He was American. Right? He was American. Uh, yeah, American, Australian, maybe Australian. One of the two didn't last very long. Um, we, we, I think we actually paid money for him, and then he just left for free like a year later. Yeah. Um, um, so according to your website, you were playing a five at the back. Chris Hurd was a centre back that day. And Zihal and Lauten were your wing backs. Oh. Um, on the bench, you had Shea Given, Joe Bennett, who came on, Karim El Hamadi. Right, yeah. So. Fabian Delph, Stephen Island came on, and someone called Jordan Bowery. Bowery? Yeah. Yeah, we, we signed him from League Two and then realised that he was actually just a League Two player and he went back quite quick. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God, yeah. our recruitment back then was awful. It was League One and League Two players all the time and somehow we managed to stay in the Premier League for I mean, a lot longer like than we should have done. games for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, just don't know what we were no, thinking. No, didn't score a goal. Um... According to this, you didn't. I mean, we signed we signed him from Chesterfield, and, and when when you sign someone from League Two, you at least think when you're a Premier League team, well, they're going to have probably scored twenty goals like the previous season. No, he scored ten goals in his whole Chesterfield career over four years. I mean, I just don't know why. Really, don't know why. <laughs> Very strange. Well, he's, he's at Mansfield Town now. If, if you were interested, yeah. yeah. Um, after Aston Villa, he 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 kind of just slipped further and further down. Rotherham, Oxford, Leighton Orient Crew, MK Dons, and Mansfield. Although Mansfield, he's played 131 games, he scored 21 goals for them. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, right, should, should we do a so who am I? Got, uh, just to let you know, you got uh, 10, 19, 20. You got 30 out of 55. Not bad. Isn't bad, which is over, just over halfway. Uh, halfway yeah, yeah. Not too bad. I enjoyed that though, Chris. Maybe, maybe a famous Chelsea games for you is a is a quiz for the future. Try finding some eight nil ones. Go on. I'm not going to get you to name the side that beat us eight nil. That would just that would depress me even more. <laughs> um, let, let's do a who am I to to end. Uh, this week's podcast so this player is still playing so 
I'm not going to give you their current team, um, but there there is a a nice little reason why I've included this player this week. So, um, this player started at Aston Villa, they then moved to Fulham, and then they went on loan to their current team, signed permanently for their current team, they then left their current team and went to Southampton, and then they signed on loan for their current team, and then permanently for their current team again, which is where they are now. So they've actually played for their current team in four different stints. Hmm. So all I've really got to work with is Villa, Fulham and Southampton. Yes. So this is the harder the harder version. So... Um, I can maybe give some clues. I I'll, I don't necessarily think their current team 100% gives it away, but see see what you can do with that. Okay. So starting, at, I'm assuming Villa youngster, so might not necessarily have played for Villa that much. <sighs> Fulham, 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 Fulham. Um, yeah, I'm going to need a clue. Right, I will give you either the number of appearances he's made for his international team. I could give you his age. Um, or I could give you the stats for any one of those three teams, i.e. Villa, Fulham or Southampton. Up to you. Give me the stats for Southampton. So the stats for Southampton, I'll be kind and, and throw the years in as well. So he played for Southampton between 2012 and 2019. He made 100, a long time. 193 appearances and 12 goals. I think that's just in the league. Let me check. Yes, in all competitions, 226 games and 14 goals. Holy moly. Tricky one this week. Yeah, it's if, a if long like. time. I'm trying to think of Southampton players. <coughs> so they must have been there yeah. around the time they got relegated down to. Uh... They they only played for Southampton in the Premier League, so okay. it was only when they came back up um, in I want to say. 2010, 2011, around then. Um, yeah, he only played for them in the Premier League. But I can give you any of those other clues if you would like. Thinking. I can even throw in. I can throw in a wild card clue that might give it away. A hundred and ninety-four. That says to me it's definitely not a striker. That's not a striker. But then it's about not... the same record as Shane Long, but yeah, it's not a striker. <laughs> um, it's obviously the team. He's... 
Just one more clue, and then I'll... Right, I'll, I'll give you a nicer clue. So, um, on the 1st of October, this player was announced as an interim manager for the team that he's currently at. Uh... <laughs> I only, I only, yeah, that's that's quite a huge clue actually. Um, because <laughs> I, I, actually know, I actually know, the, I know the answer because uh, I was listening to Talk Sport and they announced it. Uh, so the the team is Rangers, correct? That means the person that you were thinking of was Stephen Davis. Correct, it is Stephen Davis. Yes. MBE Stephen Davis Sorry, as yeah. well. Um, yeah, four spells at Rangers. And the reason I included him was not because um, he is interim Rangers manager while still being their player. It's because his first goal uh, for Northern Ireland, he's still a Northern Ireland international, by the way, 140 caps for, for Northern Ireland. Um, but his first goal was on the 8th of October 2005. So in four days' time, that goal will be legally allowed to drink because it was 18 years ago, which mm. is mad how long his career is. Um, oh, is he? Oh, he's, first, he's 38, yeah. yeah, and still playing international football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, amazing career. 140 games and 13 goals. Does he pick goals. himself? Uh, <laughs> does, he, does he pick himself? He's played eight games, I think, for Rangers this year in the in the league. So he is playing regularly still. Um, I think does he was he injured for a little bit or? last year. <laughs> <laughs> but who? I I don't know whether you pick yourself. I mean, Viali did it for Chelsea, didn't he? Quite successfully. He used to so, do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, had a good career and. Unlike what you said, he did actually play for Villa at the start of his career. Uh, um, yeah. Nine nine goals in 102 games. I was actually a bit gutted when we sold him to Fulham um, because obviously, you know, you always want your academy players to do quite well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, four separate spells at Rangers, though. Newcastle ended up winning 4-1, by the way. Well, they're, they're still 4-1 now. And Man City won 3-1. Absolutely battered them. Barcelona won... I mean, it's played into Newcastle really well because Dortmund and AC Milan finished nil-nil as well. So, yeah, that's good, good for them because that means now they'll uh, got a couple points clear now. They got Dortmund next, so yeah. But uh, the real European competition starts tomorrow night. So um, um, yeah, just saying the uh, the Europa Conference League is is where everybody wants to be. Clearly, don't knock it. There's a, you know, <clears throat> it's a good way into uh, the Europa League. Like I said, you could get from the Europa Conference League to the Champions League by winning the two cups to get to the Champions League. Absolutely. And not play well in the league. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Anything else for this week, Liam? Not this week. So we are not doing a podcast next week. And then I believe it's also international week after isn't it so we may or may not do one then so um, a little bit of a break yeah yes there is we'll um we'll have i think but yeah definitely no podcast next week um but yeah we may be back in two weeks or three weeks